Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. TFA fam, what is going on? Welcome into the way too early look at the 2022 wide receiver rankings the content is not stopping here at the fantasy authority please be sure to hit that subscribe and that like button if you like any of this content have a bunch of nfl draft dfs props dynasty stuff still coming for you but let's jump into our wide receiver rankings for 2022 kicking things off kev you have it as justin jefferson at one followed by Devonte adams tyreek hill jamar chase stefan diggs Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans, and Calvin Ridley at 12. For myself, I have it Adams, Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, Calvin Ridley, Jalen Waddell at 10 for me as well. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins round things out for me at the wide receiver ones. Kev, uh, just jump into it. Just some some overarching thoughts, your you know, quick thoughts here as we look at the way too early 2022 wide receiver ranking. First things first, let's talk about Justin Jefferson. I have him at one, and you know, so some people that might be a little hot because I think people are going to expect you know Cooper Cup, which I'll talk about in a minute. But Justin Jefferson, each of the past two seasons has actually gotten better after his monster you know rookie campaign where he had 1,400 total yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, In 2021, he had 1,500 total yards and nine touchdowns and 19.3 fantasy points per game. He had 2.2 more fantasy points per game this season than he did in the year year past. And I don't think anything's going to change in 2022. So I think he is in line to even have maybe possibly even a better year, maybe improve upon, maybe get double-digit touchdowns. And I think you're talking about a monster year from Justin Jefferson. So I think Justin Jefferson definitely should be, you know, somebody that you could look at taking in the, you know, back half of the first round. Now, listen, Cooper Cup is the guy that I want to hit on really quickly as well. Cooper Cup is having a, a epic, legendary type season. Uh, it's somebody that you drafted this year in like the fourth or fifth round because everybody was down on him. Everybody drafted Robert Woods in the third round, and that was a huge mistake. And I love Cooper Cup. I made a video specifically about Cooper Cup that I thought he was way, way undervalued, and I thought he could be a top five wide receiver this year. And so, listen, Cooper Cup. It was fantastic this year. It was well beyond everybody's act. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw his 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns that he had. But he's going to come back down to earth a little bit. He's not going to put up this monster season next year. Years past, we're looking at 2019. He averaged 16.9 fantasy points per game, 13.9 in 2020. But that was because of the drop in touchdowns. But 25.8 this year. It's not going to happen again. I'm not expecting some huge decline. I still think that with Matthew Stafford there, he's going to be the preferred target. But I think he takes a little bit of a step back. And if 
he's a guy that's going to be drafted as a number one or number two receiver off the board, I'm out. That's just too high for him. And I think that he's going to come back down to earth a little bit in 2022. And the other guy I want to touch on really is just uh, Jamar Chase. Listen, I have him pretty high. I believe in Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the, the guy that we all thought he was going to be. We had a little preseason stuff, which is hilarious now. Uh, nah. to, as we look back on you know all the you know pre- the preseason stuff, people getting super worried about him, thought that he was going to be terrible and that he was going to be a bust. But he was just an absolute freak of an athlete coming out of college. He had the monster season at LSU, better season than Justin Jefferson did. And so Jamar Chase in his second season, I think he's going to be fantastic. Had that monster game against the Chiefs, you know, week 17. But regardless of that, he still averaged 18.8 fantasy points, 1,400 receiving yards, and 13 receiving touchdowns. But there's nothing to say that that's going to change. He did that on 144 targets as well. I think you can see that target share rise. And so absolutely love Jamar Chase next year. And so – He's another guy that I have absolute confidence taking, you know, probably back half of the first, early second round. I think you look to take Jamar Chase there because I, I think he's just going to continue to get better, which is scary to think. Yeah, there is why I have him a little bit lower um, just because, you know, T. Higgins is still there. We haven't really seen too many too many instances of them this year where both of them eat kind of one or the other. You know what I mean? There, there was that stretch there for a while where Jamar Chase was – you know, almost unstartable. Once T. Higgins came back from injury, he had a couple of those games where he, you know, just wasn't really performing all that well, then just absolutely exploded. You know, I guess really over the last four weeks outside of that dud where he was wide receiver 108 in week 15 against uh, Denver, but 25 before that, 19 and a half after that, then obviously just that massive, literally league winning week in, uh, in week 17. That's the reason why I have him a little bit lower. Absolutely love him. I really struggled with the wide receiver rankings because I just feel like there's so many like question marks and unknowns and what if kind of scenarios, you know, guys like Tyreek and Diggs, like have they been quote unquote, like figured out? Was it just a down year or defense is king in on them? You know what I mean? Like we, I think we saw both those guys struggle a little bit more, be more boom bust than they had been in years past. I was very, happy to see i thought you know me having jalen waddle at 10 was going to be hot takey i pull up the rankings you also have him at wide receiver 10 you know just uh, to peel back the curtains we didn't talk about any of this beforehand i didn't see his rankings and he didn't see mine so i was uh, i was very happy to see that you had waddle at 10 dude's been having a great great rookie season and that's taken into consideration like they really weren't leaning on him all that much through the first like six weeks, because we also have to remember that Tua was injured outside of that one game where he had like 13 targets, but he turned that what was 12 uh, catches for like 60 yards, just something absolutely ridiculous. If we look at weeks six to 17, when, like I said, when Tua came back from injury, Jalen Waddle was wide receiver 10 in half PPR scoring. And we also have to realize that this cat with 4 3 speed is not being used to the best of his capabilities. His A dot, again, 4-3 speed, absolute blazer, is 6.4. That is 100th, literally ranks 100th among wide receivers going into week 18. So if they can figure out how to, you know, and I think we started to see it a little bit more toward the last couple of games where they're, you know, they're moving him around the formation. They're getting him involved in different ways. If they can start hitting some deep targets with him, because he only has 10 on the year as well, and that is 59th 
if he can, you know, like I said, start getting used a little bit more how I think a lot of us thought he was going to be used, that could be a big, big year for uh, for Jalen Waddle next year. Going over to our wide receiver twos, you have Keenan Allen at 13, followed by Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, and Elijah Moore at 24. I may or may not have gotten a little hot takey with uh, with some of mine here in the wide receiver two rankings. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. But I have McLaurin at 13, Debo at 14, Deontay Johnson, Elijah Moore at 16, Jerry Judy at 17, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, D-Hop at 21, Allen Robinson, Michael Pittman, and DJ Moore round things out for me at 24. Kev, your thoughts on the early look at the wide receiver twos going into next season? For me, this was the hardest position, the hardest section of players to try to figure out for me because there's so many players here that I feel like yeah. I could move up or down. You know, Terry McLaurin, I think. If they can add a quarterback here, he's going to go up. Terry McLaurin is a baller, but this offense was was so bad this year uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, dealt with a ton of injuries, COVID. I mean, you name it, the, this, this team had a lot of issues. But uh, I do think that he's somebody that I could definitely move up. I think he bounces back if they can add a strong quarterback this year. Um, DK Metcalf, I don't know what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. You know, if they don't have Russell Wilson, you know, my thoughts change a little bit about, the, you know, these two, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So yeah. we have to figure out how things stack up there. But if, if, if Russell Wilson stays and maybe, uh, you know, if the uh, – the fantasy gods are staring down upon us and they fire Pete Carroll, which is what uh, I've been hope, wishing they would do for the last couple of years. You know, maybe this offense can bounce back because they have, certainly have the weapons to do so. And some of these other guys like DJ Moore, you know, if the Panthers go out and let's say they get to Sean Watson, well, then DJ Moore is rocket ship yeah. uh, up the rankings, right? So Absolutely. a lot of things can change here with a lot of these a lot of these players. And we have so much stuff to figure out. So that's the tough part about these wide receivers is just trying to figure all this stuff out. Where everybody's going to land. You have Allen Robinson. I don't. Uh, again, he's a free agent this year i think i do not think he's toast i do not think he's done i know a lot of people that's going to be the take with him this offseason um i definitely think that he can still produce and i think if he can go to a team you know kansas city chiefs uh that that, that desperately desperately need a wide receiver too i think he or, or even a wide receiver one somewhere depending on where he may wind up i think that he can be absolutely fine and i think he's got something that's gonna be an absolute screaming value in 2022. So I, I, I wanted to get him in there, but there's just so many wide receivers yeah. that is tough. And with me not knowing right now where he's going to wind up again, I, he's a guy that I have as a wide receiver three right now that I can have as a wide receiver one, depending on where he lands. And that's not hot whatsoever. He still has it. It was just a bad situation. Terrible offense, Matt Nagy, so many different things. Yeah. Just a couple guys that, that I want to touch on, uh, you know, some might see Elijah Moore at 16 and, you know, think I'm just doing that for, you know, the, the clicks, and the, the outrage, but from week seven to 13, I know that, you, that that's been a while. This dude was wide receiver four and half PPR scoring in one of the worst offenses in the league. So I, I think this, uh, this offseason, I think we see the Jets add to that offensive line again. I don't think they do much in terms of the, the wide receiver room because, you know, we still have Corey Davis there. Uh, we have not really seen Zach Wilson, Billy be willing to check down to the running backs the way that, you know, literally every other backup quarterback in uh, in New York did. So I think that could open up some more targets for him. Love, love, love Elijah Moore going into next season. Jerry Judy, I threw here at 17 because I do believe that the Broncos make a splash 
at quarterback. And uh, I, I think it's pretty pretty clear to me anyway that Jerry Judy should be the guy. I thought I was going to have DeAndre Hopkins super low. You came in with him at 19. I just want to mention real quick, again, same things you said about Allen Robinson. Like, we don't think he's dust. We don't think he's, he's all of a sudden just washed out of nowhere. But we see now what this offense looks like when they have a competent run game and other weapons that, you know, to available for Tyler to throw to. D-Hop had one game this year with double-digit targets, three games of over five catches, no 100-yard games, and just two games over 75 yards. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, he is a free agent at the end of the year, so whether they resign him, if they do something in the draft, potentially tight end, I think, could be a, a spot where they look with, you know, maybe somebody like Jalen Weidermeyer coming into the draft. But for right now, man, D-Hop has to fall, and I, I don't love it, but it, it kind of it, – it is it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Can't, can't get married to the player and to the name. So I did want to hit on really quickly. I think Zach Wilson over the last couple of weeks, he started to actually look – like a competent NFL quarterback. Like he started to uh, started to show some things here. Now he he has he has not played obviously every game, only 12 games this year. And especially the start of the year, he did not look great. But over, he's quietly, he's eighth in red zone completion percentage this year and 10th in deep ball completion percentage this year. And he's really hasn't had many weapons this year. You know, uh, Elijah Moore has missed, missed, missed a lot of time. Corey Davis has missed a lot of time. He is actually second in the league and drop passes with 38 on the year, number two. Um, among, among all quarterbacks this year in terms of drop passes. So I think if they can improve, continue to add more weapons through the draft, they're going to have two top 10 picks this year. And so for him, you know, I think, you know, if they could maybe use one of those on a wide receiver, continue to build that offensive line, continue maybe add a tight end, it's continue and spend a lot of money there. I think this could be an offense that all of a sudden that we're talking about next, you know, in, the, in the next couple of years as one of the better offenses in the league, if Zach Wilson continue to improve. Because earlier in the year, Zach Wilson did not look like he should have been the number two yeah. overall draft. This is going to be a really fun offseason with the draft, with free agency. So make sure you guys keep it locked in here because we are not going anywhere. We're going to cover all of these things.